0: If you're interested in sponsoring how you play the game, please email us at podcast at Your sponsorship may be tax deductible. I don't have anything funny. We should no. I. You know, we do so many episodes, eventually I got to run out of something, right? Like, yeah. like I'm, just, I'm just not going to be funny all the time.
1: Is this the beginning of the podcast right yes, now? I think it is. Okay. I think it is. Yeah. Good. Yeah. And this is exactly how we should start. Right. So well, I'm not it, going to edit anything.
0: Okay. What was that Seinfeld thing where he said, "Can would it kill you to not be funny?" And then yeah. he turns out to be dark and disturbed, and then right. George loses the girl anyway. And then he's like,
1: "I'm inadequate. I'm dark. I'm disturbed. I have it all. Oh, yeah.
0: <laughs> I have it all." Mm-hmm. Uh, The, I invented the, it's not you, it's me. Right. Yeah.
1: All right, it's you. You're damn right it's me. The more, the older I get and the more cynical I get, which go hand in hand anyway, but I feel like more and more Seinfeld stories and plots apply to me, minus the technology. Right. You know, like, or minus the lack of technology, I should say. Yeah, they didn't because, have
0: cell phones then.
1: Right. Like, you know, a lot of the, you know, a lot of people argue that Seinfeld has become sort of like a this antiquated. It's like, "Oh, it's not really, it's pretty it's dated." I'm like, "Well, yeah, but the problems that these people are having are pretty relatable." Yeah. You know, uh, and, and like the older I get, you know, because we are their age. And you you, know, you are you the George that?
0: You are the George Costanza of the group. Yes. Okay. And
1: you realize that we are their age on the show.
0: You and everything happens to you. That happens to George. Yeah. It's, you know, it's, it's the, it's, and you look like him a little bit too, but you, but you have the beard.
1: Yeah. I gotta, I gotta, I gotta shed some weight here.
0: You know, the other thing too, is if you think about the plots of Seinfeld, it's in certain respects, it's easy to, uh, kind of translate them to today. Like I think, you know, you think of a, of a, of a Seinfeldian bit. Like I think of the phone machine idea Mm
1: -hmm. and how
0: we call people to get the machine rather than actually, you know, well, you can translate that with a little thought text messaging is that to a certain degree, you're not, you know, you're, you don't actually want to talk to the person directly. Right. You want to leave them a message just happens to be in text form rather than in an audio form.
1: Well, and and that's, yeah. And that's the thing too. Like, you know, a lot of people are coming up with memes like yeah. what Seinfeld would be today with the technology, you know, um, like with George and Tinder, like I didn't tell you to swipe right. Who tells, yeah. who swipes right? Yeah. <laughs> you know, like hmm.
0: <laughs> I swipe left with everybody. Eventually uh, someone's going to swipe right with me. Well, I don't know. It's yeah, I get it. I get it. So, so now that now that we've established that you are George and I, I, I guess I'm Jerry. Yeah. Well, Biff. Mm. (laughs) Yep. Well, Biff, this is how you play the game. The official podcast of the OSA Foundation Incorporated. Yours truly, Jerry Seinfeld. I mean, Jack Furlong with you as we talk to you about what's going on as far as the world of sportsmanship is concerned. This is the second episode of the month of June. The year is 2022. So glad you can be with us. Uh, As always, check us out online at OsefFoundation.org. If you'd like to get in touch with the show, the email address is podcast at Osef foundation.org uh, Social media, we're at facebook.com slash foundation, Twitter and Instagram at Osef Foundation, hashtag how you play the game. Select episodes are available on YouTube. Uh, we have our, our apparel store on Bonfire. Our book is for sale on Amazon. And I think I have plugged everything I need to plug, but I'll, I'm sure we'll come up with something soon. As always across to me on the screen is the producer engineer Mr. George Castand. I mean Sean Ryan, Sean. Hello. How are you?
1: Here I am. Driving John Voigt's car. Uh, <laughs>
0: <laughs> do you think you could match the dental te- the dental record, the dental markings?
1: <laughs> <laughs> I have I have to have a pencil with bite marks on it somewhere. Yeah,
0: we all do, don't we? Um oh yeah. Yeah.
1: You know why I did that? I mean I, I, I mean I bit pencils all the time. I mean I put everything in my mouth when I was younger.
0: I feel like that should be and, a drop that we can put in there. Just every now and then click a button and go, I put everything in my mouth. You know?
1: Um and uh you know, like you know, I I, I I there were all my pencils would have chew marks on them. And uh I don't know, maybe it was it was the wood that made it good, I guess. <laughs> you just come up
0: with the greatest sound bites the wood that made it good I, I, I don't, know.
1: don't worry i'll go back and comb this when i go back i'll comb this podcast and take out all little sound bites we, um, we we could
0: we could easily compete with the michael k show with drop madness where we literally just have these audio clips where we could just hit them out of context and it would be so so random and so funny
1: hey guess what speaking of random okay guess what i bought yesterday
0: um I'm going to go with um a set of ice cubes and a nine iron.
1: No. I so uh, actually Sarah bought a round table to go into our dining room. We got rid of the old one. Oh, okay. It's, it was just taken up too much space and so we decided to get a smaller round table which fits five chairs. Um we got it for 60 bucks. From someone in Somerset, we just drove up, emptied the car, and put it in, and drove back down, put it together. Nice little table. Great.
0: So, now you can now you can have less space to entertain less people. And, that's exactly what I want. And nobody's going to come to your place.
1: Fine. I mean, we what? already don't have a pullout for the couch. We already don't have. We have less dining room space. More well, not more dining room space, but less table space. Basically, what I'm saying is. Get the fuck out of my house.
0: (laughs) (laughs) This podcast making sure concern contain dialogue that could be considered immature for some people,
1: but that's what we are.
0: That's yeah, yeah. Because because sportsmanship, right? Okay, because you 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 want to be able to laugh at yourself, exactly. Yeah, kids, learn learn to use the f word,
1: right, and laugh at yourselves.
0: Yes. Yes, because if you don't,
1: then no one else will. You're gonna die. Be sad. Okay.
0: <laughs> oh my god!
1: <laughs> I'm not gonna kill you. I'm just gonna say it. you're going to. Die. We're all gonna die. Sportsmanship. Exactly. At <laughs> sooner or later, I'll guarantee it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you don't. It's not worth placing
0: the prop bet on DraftKings, and we're not sponsored by DraftKings.
1: So it's funny, you know that reminds me of an episode of Golden Girls where. Dorothy go, Dorothy's sick with some sort of condition, and she goes to uh, her um, she goes to her neighbor, who's a doctor, who's a, who's a pediatrician. And he's going through his file, and she's like, uh, "The doctor's like, well, you've seen the best." And Dorothy's like, "Well, the best don't exist anymore." And the doctor's like, "Well, I don't know about that." <laughs> and then and then she's like, "What does it look like? Am I going to die?" He's like, "Well, I'm afraid so." And <laughs> she's like, "Oh my god!" He's like, "Well, sooner or later, we're all going to die."
0: <laughs> <laughs> I hate to break it to you. <laughs> uh, am I going to die? Well, yeah, we're, we're all. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Eventually
1: we all will. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Unfortunately, our bodies will. Our Our spirits will probably keep going on and we will eventually have some sort of weird poker game going on at your small dining room table.
1: Yep. Yeah. With like new people living there and everything. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, if they keep the dining room table, if they don't, then we'll have to go someplace else to play.
0: These, these are the first world problems with which we concern ourselves. I'm
1: already thinking about what I'm going to be doing in the afterlife. And, you know, I never really was a poker player. I'm never I'm not really much of a pokerman, mm-hmm. but but after in the afterlife, maybe I will be. Who knows? Yeah, yeah I, I definitely know I'll be playing golf in the afterlife. Well, yeah, for sure. I think
0: a lot of people are doing that. Yes. You know, there's nothing like watching Jesus bogey a hole, okay? I
1: know. And I'm god, I've seen yeah. my son do it so many times.
0: <laughs> you haven't even procreated yet. This is insane.
1: I know. This is I, I I don't know.
0: You should you should literally just there should be a picture of you yelling at Jesus going, "Don't drop it there." Or something like that, you know.
1: <laughs>
0: Your tempo's off.
1: You picked up the wrong club. <laughs> Why would you use that like toad from the old super from the oh, old brother's yeah, exactly. cartoon
0: <laughs> I didn't even go with like a, like an elderly grandmother just it's just Mario what are you doing
1: <laughs> you got to go save the princess
0: oh my god that's sounds... world 1-4 uh-huh. <laughs> don't bring luigi <laughs> He's actually fixing some pipes, if you know what I mean. Oh, my
1: God. <laughs> um, I get, so this is definitely going to be golf course conversation. Oh, my and God. For those of you who don't know, Jack and I golf as much as we can, uh, given our schedules. And um, I invite anyone to come out with us and uh, enjoy our antics and um, leave Potentially scarred yes. afterwards, um, then you know you had a good time. Right. So okay, now, now
0: I'm thinking of Toad singing the theme songs from that show, you know. I oh, we're to- the Mario Brothers.
1: <laughs> game. We're not like
0: the others who get all the fame. <laughs> now, You're but- sick as in trouble. You call us on the double. We're faster than the others. You'll be hooked on the brothers. To the bridge. <laughs> on not <the> bridge. <laughs> Which was
1: literally a musical bridge, a B section, if you will. I'm gonna have, yeah. That's I find that funny. That would be yeah. like you know just calling out Roman numerals. Exactly. Like my life. Yeah, exactly. Uh, one. <laughs> four. One five. <laughs> one four shot four German six German six <laughs> five
0: nine of nine of five, five. five day. <laughs> Planets, the game found the secret warp zone working
1: on the drain in <laughs> the princess a hand in the mushroom land now you're starting to lisp what is going I don't know, on I, I think i go into lists all
0: of a sudden for some reason.
1: <sighs> oh my god what are we doing here i are don't going... know I... <sighs> <laughs> we... why is we...
0: anything anything
1: why are we the way we are yeah Hey, um, what's going on in sportsmanship? Yeah, we should probably transition Uh. back. That's fair. Um,
0: so, so here's a, here's one to talk about, which we can talk. Uh, you know, we, we spend a lot of baseball time on baseball time, time balls, ball, baseball, we spent, yeah, exactly. Baseball. Mm. Um, we spend a lot of time talking about baseball. There's a hockey one. We gotta, we gotta touch on here. Okay. Uh, on which we must touch.
1: Yep.
0: So, uh, you know the the Eastern Conference Finals are over, and Tampa Bay defeated uh, the New York Rangers four games to two.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: But uh, in uh, Game Five, which was in Madison Square Garden, uh, where Tampa Bay came back to win uh, and put a three to two uh, game series lead on the on on the Rangers, there was an incident at Madison Square Garden in New York following the game that got all this media attention. Um, it was it was a you know, kind of, a, kind of a textbook example of the stuff that OSIP tries to prevent where uh, there were two competing fans wearing different, you know, the opposing jerseys mm-hmm. and one fan punched the other fan and knocked him unconscious for five minutes. Um, now, granted, you know, as, as you read the stories and, and whatnot, it's not as uh, identical to the Brian Stowe incident that we, that kind of was the impetus for everything uh, many moons ago. Uh, You know, there, you know, there, The we'll get into it, but it's not, it's just, you know, the Brian Stowe incident, I think was pretty obvious. And, you know, there were no reports of instigation. It was, it was a total, you know, sucker punch job. That was, that was, not bred by anything. This one actually has some substance to it that needs to be examined. So, to give to to give everyone the background, um, what apparently happened was there was there was a there were two fans uh, who were obviously wearing opposing jerseys, and the Lightning fan, uh, according to reports, started talking smack to the Rangers fan Uh, that has not been 100% confirmed as far as I am aware, but there, you know, there's video evidence of this attack and, you know, it's, it's, it's obviously a crowded, you know, area and whatnot. You can't, I, I couldn't fully make out exactly what was going on, but people are reporting that this is what may have happened. So we take it into account in this situation. So the, so this, this fan, this lightning fan starts to, um act unsportsmanlike towards the Rangers fan kind of gloating in the wind mm-hmm. and and the Rangers fan turned around and punches this guy and then someone tries to intervene and he punches the other guy so the, the
1: Rangers fan
0: the, the the Rangers fan punches the lightning fan and then right. the second person who tried to intervene to stop this this assault uh the fan, was identified as a 29-year-old James Anastasio from uh, Staten Island. He was arrested and arraigned on, I believe, two counts of assault. Um, and he has since received a lifetime ban from Madison Square Garden and all related uh, venues and properties, et cetera. Wow. Uh, he has since uh, pled not guilty. And this is where a lot of the different things come in you know so we we, we first said that there was a, there was potential instigation that caused the reaction so that's something we have to examine mm-hmm. immediately after as he's being arrested he comes to his senses and like screams you know oh no this is going to be on the internet this is going to go viral then he you know as as he's being arraigned and and you know his, his lawyers are making comments and whatnot you know he's now expressing remorse for that part <clears throat> Mm -hmm. And then and then when he pleads not guilty, the uh, his attorney says, you know, he was the one acting in self-defense in or, you know, because of the situation. It was really. I guess it has the potential to be a very one sided thing, and I'm not trying to defend the guy by any stretch of the imagination, but I but I would like to also examine and discuss how this is quickly being, you know, what we what we see is one thing you know, and the media turns this into, and potentially rightfully so, you know, fan gets sucker punched and knocked out when he shouldn't have. Okay, great. Now people are trying to spin it a different way. Well, we got, let's examine this. I'm not, again, we're examining this without passing judgment. We're not trying to condone behavior. We want to understand this a bit more. Mm -hmm. Um, And for the record, the other thing that I I wanted to, to note, and maybe this is neither here nor there, maybe this makes me shallow, but, When Mr. Anastasio showed up in court for his arraignment, Mm -hmm. the the dude is wearing sweatpants and a Rangers T-shirt. I'm like, you know, I don't consider myself to be a genius, but if I have to show up in court for anything, Mm -hmm. I'm probably wearing a suit and tie or the equivalent. At least, you know. You know, or at me, least a
1: button-down
0: button-down shirt and khakis. S- yeah.
1: Something that looks
0: presentable. Yeah. You know, I know a lot of people, a lot of guys now are doing the casual look of the suit with no tie. That's fine. Know, or some people go with shirt and tie and no jacket. Or, or turtleneck and or, sports coat. Right. You, you, since you're the you are the uh the George Steinbrenner Doctor Evil Bond villain type that you are, the Mr. Costanza. Exactly. <laughs> um you have the you have the elbow pads on that sport
1: coat? Uh, I'm well, not old you, enough. I'm not old enough for that yet.
0: Well, you do now. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, or the 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 button-down shirt with the sweater. You know, mm-hmm. there there are a lot of different ways to go there. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I would just like but to make point.
1: yourself look presentable.
0: Exactly. If you, you're
1: going to argue a case.
0: Yes. You know, I remember going to court once for a parking ticket. I was the only one in there wearing a suit and tie, I think. Mm. And I got out of it. There but, you go you know worked out but anyway back to more pressing matters um i i'm not sh- you know i if you if you had asked me 10 years ago about an instance like this i probably would have immediately just said there's no reason period ever for anastasio to to do this and left it at that Mm -hmm. we now are in a time in society where we are very, very aware of the fact that media and other outlets can determine the narrative Mm -hmm. very quickly. Yep. Um, And I, and I don't want to assume that that's what's happening here, Mm -hmm. but the potential is there. And so now I have, I feel like I'm trained to look at every situation through that lens where i i really have to say well how is this being reported and you know and, and and on one hand it forces you to make up your own opinion which is a good thing as you have said many times you know how you you look at a story and you examine it and read about it from multiple sides and then try yeah. and formulate your own opinion and that's a good thing yeah um but it doesn't it it just makes situations and cases like this not as simple as they perhaps once would have been um
1: and to interrupt for just a no, second No, please do. I think the the pressure to form an opinion in a very quick amount of time mm-hmm. is very evident.
0: I agree with that. You
1: know, you have to choose a side. Yeah. Right away. Yeah. And you you if you're not with us you're against us. And and that sort of mentality, hey, sometimes I need to do a little bit more research. Yeah. Or Quite frankly, depending on the subject, maybe I don't care enough to form an opinion.
0: Exactly, this doesn't free, concern me.
1: I'm free enough to say, well, you know, maybe I just don't feel one way or another about yeah. it, or I can feel multiple ways about something.
0: Something I, you know, the, and and the response to that is, I'm, I don't consider myself an expert in that. I don't have all the facts. I've never formulated opinion. Let's move on. Period. What, however, you want to phrase it. Right. You know. Um, I think a few things that can be determined from this right away are number one, please do not punch anybody over this kind of stuff.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, I think we, 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 we immediately can agree on that Yep. in the scenario, no matter what happened, Mr. Anastasio, you, you probably need to walk away. You know, when, when, when poor sportsmanship occurs, if that's what occurred, if the lightning fan was goading on Anastasio, mm-hmm. Um, you, 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 gotta learn to walk away. Uh, it sounds, it sounds childish, but you, you know, you cannot afford to take a stand verbal or physical in our society today where there are cameras everywhere.
1: With the litigation.
0: Yeah. We are very litigious right now. We can't do it. Um, You know, I I think to I think to my childhood and how there was always that competing debate on when do you stand up to a bully and when do you you know go to an adult about a bully kind of a thing. You know, when Mm -hmm. do you take a stand and when do you ignore all that kind of stuff? Mm -hmm. Well, that was that was very much being presented at a time when we didn't have the ability to capture everything in real time and then misconstrue it. Right. You know, it it, it always reminds me of, I don't know if you ever experienced this or saw this happen or anything like that. I've, I've never experienced this myself, but I think I've seen it happen. When I was in high school, every now and then a fight would break out a physical fight. Okay. All right. And in my mind, in Matthew,
1: <laughs>
0: you would see someone being aggressive. You know, the the bully, if you will, mm-hmm. attack the you know the the person who is being is you know is, is on the other side of the of the the flying fist, if you will, and to on, sometimes they would just sit there and take it. You know, out of they would just freeze and whatnot. And other times they would fight back. And no matter what happened, both kids would get in trouble. Yep. And I would—I thought to myself, like, you got to, I, I don't, maybe I'm not bright enough to understand this, but if I'm just standing at my locker and all of a sudden someone comes up and punches me, whether I'm going to lay there and get the crap kicked out of me, or I'm going to fight back. Do I deserve the punishment? You know,
1: mm-hmm.
0: you know, if, if, if it's like saying uh, to make it on a more grand scale, let's say you're a police officer and you carry a gun mm-hmm. and you're minding your own business. And all of a sudden there's an active shooter near you. And without thinking, you pull out your gun and you shoot the guy.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Okay. Okay. Now all of a sudden you could be in trouble as the police officer for responding by shooting someone, right? You know, it's or the 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 one I think I've I think we've all heard this: someone tries to break into your house mm-hmm. while you're there, you shoot them. Now all of a sudden you're the bad guy,
1: unless you're in Florida. Oh right, because the stand your ground law. But right, that that I mean, obviously, yeah, there's still. You're still you're still going to be questioned.
0: Right. You know, it's not it's no longer it's no longer as simple as saying the dude broke into my house with the intent to do something naughty. I defended myself
1: and now I'm in trouble. That's because of our litigious society. Right. Right. So lawyers can argue. Lawyers can argue anything. They can argue that the person broke breaking into the house is the one who was the victim. Yeah. You know, be based on, you know, so it's, I, I think that, you know, in, in today's society. Going back a ways a little bit, you know, the, the, it's very important to think about, you know, when, let's say you're walking down the street and you hear a person up on a soapbox touting you know neo-nazi white supremacist views right holding up the holding up the swastika flag and you know goose stepping down you know what you know just overt yeah racism and white supremacy right you have the option to ignore him yeah and move on because if you engage him which here's and this is and i'm not saying one side is right or one side is wrong but the the political left and i mean like the far left right not not necessarily center but far left want you to do something about it yeah they want you to confront him they want you to potentially if it gets violent it gets violent
0: it's the it's the old silence is violence thing
1: which is you, which is bullshit. Yeah. If you don't opinion. if you don't
0: stop something, you're endorsing it. And you want to be right. like you can't in today's no. world, you can't say that. No. Because and, you you have self-preservation to consider. And
1: you know what? It's what that person wants. The, they you, want by the conflict. You, yeah. by you addressing it and getting in their face, you were giving them an audience. Yeah. And you were making it worse. This is the old this is I I like to call it the old uh the old racist uncle at the Thanksgiving dinner table you know once and it would he not be talking, it would not,
0: it would not be the dinner table at your place it's too small right okay
1: for by design right but you he starts spouting racism if enough people get up and walk away or just ignore him guess what
0: he's gonna stop
1: he's gonna stop yeah otherwise, He's going to, if someone responds, he's going to keep going. And that's what he wants. And the, the same theory has to be applied to our, to our world here. Yeah. To our, to our, to the, to what's going on around us. If we ignore it and we move on, and if enough people ignore it, they eventually stop. They do. Right. They're not going to keep yelling into a wall if they do they're i mean if they have they're idiots it mentally, yeah then they're then there's a mental issue yeah. there yeah and but you that's the thing if enough people ignore it the problem itself doesn't go away but the person exacerbating the problem does right now let's let's
0: take the flip side of this for a second to be fair mm-hmm. how many times have we heard people say like, I can only be pushed so many times before I push back. And I think, I think that is a natural human response as well. Mm-hmm. So I'm not going to deny that. I know plenty of people who are, you know, just their, their personalities and their characters are such where they are programmed. If someone pushes them, whether it's, physical or verbal or whatever the case may be, they're not going to just ignore it or anything. They're going to, they're going to stand up and be like, excuse me. And then eventually it's going to lead to something just because right. that's how they are programmed right. to act. Well, um,
1: yes. And just so I, while I have this on my mind, right? the laws that we have in this country and the and various institutions we have in this country are made to subdue our natural subconscious, mm. our need to subdue our id. Right. So, yeah. for example, this is controversial, but the concept of marriage is not natural in that you are tied to one person for the rest of your life. Unfortunately, <laughs> you know, biology dictates that the male species procreate with yeah. as many people as possible. Right. That's our, that's a biological function that's being suppressed by the institution of marriage. Now I'm waiting for, I'm waiting for the, I'm waiting for the controversy after when we release this, but, (laughs) but, 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 but but here's another thing, right? You know, the idea that people get in trouble, right? Like what we was talking about, like we were talking about before, like if you get punched yeah, and you fight back, well, you're, violent towards the other person and you're going to be in trouble even though you're defending yourself right because it's it's a natural human reaction to either fight flight or freeze right it's one of those yep. three yep you 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 are and either way you're going to get in trouble yeah because you have been roped into it right so so defending yourself which could be a natural uh a, a natural reaction to something could get in, could get you in trouble
0: and to to kind of piggyback on your concern about you know the the marriage thing getting you in trouble um you know it's it, it, whether you subscribe to that idea or not that theory has been uh out there in you know, the study of biology for quite some time. I know that there are a lot of people who may not fully agree with it or may reject it and whatnot. Mm -hmm. But uh, if you look at, uh, you know, the animal kingdom and you look at certain species, Mm -hmm. you know, not every species pairs up like that. Okay, not every species pairs up into twos and raises a family. There are Mm -hmm. plenty of species who do just that where, you know, a feral cat, feral male, male cat, Will try and impregnate as many female cats mm-hmm. as he possibly can. Right, it's it that is still ingrained in the DNA of some creatures.
1: And not you know, to mention, you know, going off of that, you know, there are some animal species in you know some species of animals in the king in the animal kingdom who are gay. Yes, penguins, penguins. For example. Yeah. You know, so so. Well, look how cute they are in the tuxedos, right. you know, but, but, but my point is that, you know, these are natural, natural ways of existing, right? We, we, as much as you know, we are advanced, right? To advanced enough to come up with laws and regulations and institutions to subdue our natural we're advanced bi- enough uh,
0: to have this show but then again you listen to the show and you're like these guys aren't advanced
1: no we're yeah, not yeah advanced. <laughs> and i can i can fully attest to that yes but my point is that you know it's we we are so hypocritical in our society whether it whether it on purpose or by accident it's just the cognitive dissonance in which we all live is is astounding. Yeah, and and you know, what applies? And we're we're so used to saying what applies to one person must apply, apply to all. Yeah, should apply to others under well only if it benefits me.
0: Right. Well, that's
1: let me, the mentality. Of let
0: it. me throw something else at you. You were talking about the 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 gay penguins, the gangwins, mm-hmm. if you will. Yes, and and. You know somebody's going to have a hissy fit about that, and the response to that is, why does it affect you? Why right. do you? Why do two yep. penguins who happen to be gay have any control over your life? Right. What? What? How does your life exactly. change because two penguins are gay? Yep. If the if the response is, well, I don't want my child to be thrown by this well then don't expose your child to gay penguins don't take them to the zoo or, <laughs> or or tell them straight up look this is what these two penguins do i don't agree with it personally i don't think you should agree with it because you're my co- my kid but it's going to be what it's going to be and we're going to keep this out of the question for a while you know whatever i don't know i'm just it's right. it, it's your life no one's life changes that dramatically
1: right
0: because of gay penguins right OK, yep. Um, so to, to kind of circle back to this this fight here. You you know, you're right in that if, if it's true that this lightning fan was was instigating the natural human reaction, fight, flight, freeze, could be could be activated here. And we although we may want Anastasio to to, to ignore it, perhaps that's not in his his character. And let's throw this out at you, too different circumstances in our lives uh, change the, the window of tolerance, if you will. You know, a lot of different stressors can cause us to feel different ways at different mm-hmm. times. And due to those circumstances, although it may not um, condone it, it at least explains why certain behaviors have the potential to happen. So in this case, consider the fact that perhaps Anastasio was really, really rooting hard for the Rangers. And he, he's leaving MSG there going, I, I can't believe it. Like so pissed off. Okay, so yeah, he maybe he's invested too much into his team. Okay, fine. If you start antagonizing him when he's already very, very sensitive that window of tolerance shrinks to a very small box and he's not going to take it. Mm -hmm. Okay. If, if he if it happens to be the middle of the summer where there's no hockey at all and, and he's had time to kind of relax and he gets up and he goes to the corner store to get a coffee and someone starts talking about it, he may have a better chance of just ignoring it. Right. Not saying he will. I don't know the guy, Mm -hmm. but you know, that that's, that's a very, real thing yep you know so so we have to consider that as well and again we're not condoning the assault okay the assault in itself fits the narrative of why osip was created we you nobody should ever be physically assaulted due to any sports related reason like this because you rooted for the the other team or anything like that 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 there's no place for that Mm-hmm. It, the, the, well, I think what we're trying to say is that after 10 years of existing as an organization, we now have to look at these things even deeper than what we once thought with what we know now, mm-hmm. you know, and, and and to to examine this definitely allows us the, ch- the chance to better understand it and to learn from it even more, because some of the older ones, you know, the, what we learned from the Brian Stowe incident is, you know, this is horrible. This should never happen. And then from this incident, we, we may reinforce that, but now we have to take the opportunity if we really truly want to be stewards of good sportsmanship and to say, we need to examine this and we need to see why this happened and what's going on and what, what, what else can we learn from it other than just this should never happen. Right. You know, and take the side of the lightning fan right away. Because right. if the reports are true that the lightning fan was acting uh, inappropriately, now all of a sudden we as an organization – have to look at this differently
1: mm-hmm.
0: are we considered poor sports if god forbid this lightning fan were to come to us and say i need help i need financial help with my medical bills because of this and you you know your organization does that okay however you're not an innocent party here if this stuff is true now mm-hmm. are we are we hypocritical right you know you are a poor sport as well this is I hate why to you, say, with,
1: but, you withhold judgment
0: yeah i, I hate to you, say it, but you brought it on yourself potentially right and again, that doesn't condone the violence. Nobody should ever be physically assaulted over this stuff. That should yeah. never happen, ever.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Okay? But psychologically speaking, we have to examine this stuff. It's again, just,
1: you know. And again, it's okay not to have an opinion. Yeah. It, it, like, you, sometimes you just, you know, yeah, the whole, you know, like what you mentioned before, silence is violence, is... It's just it. That's not true. Yeah. You know, at least right now, it's not true. Some te- sometimes people are silent because they're learning. Yeah. Or they need time to formulate an opinion or maybe they're nervous yeah. about expressing their opinion. Because guess what? We live again. We live in a society where you're you're going to be chastised. For expressing an opinion innocently. Yeah. And, you know, it, it, we just need, you just need to take a step back and look at all the facts, as many facts as you can, withhold judgment until you are absolutely sure of every angle of the story. And you don't have to be a forensic scientist or a journalist or uh or you know an investigative reporter or a detective to do this anyone can do it i know reading is hard for yeah. <laughs> me, but read a little bit about articles from multiple sources yeah and formulate your opinion over time there's no time limit but you got to make the attempt
0: i want to i want to kind of close with this type of discussion here um i remember reading this poem for the first time i think in seventh grade as we were as we were reading the diary of anne frank Mm -hmm. um the poem is called first they came Mm-hmm. And it was uh, written by German Lutheran pastor Martin Niemoller. I don't know if I'm pronouncing that correctly. I hope I am. Mm. And it's about the silence of German intellectuals and certain clergy uh, following the Nazis' rise to power and and purging uh, of the of those chosen targets. Mm. And let me. I'd like to let me read it just so that sure. we we kind of get it out there. Okay. This is this is a um, an, an English translation. Um, and then, and then there was a longer version that was that was added. So the original one was says this, in uh, translated into English, best known. Uh, it says quote, first they came for the socialists, and I did not speak out because I was not a socialist. Then they came for the trade unionists, and I did not speak out because I was not a trade unionist. Then they came for the Jews, and I did not speak out because I was not a Jew. Then they came for me and there was no one left to speak for me. Now, there's a longer version uh, that goes as follows. Uh, First, they came for the communists and I did not speak out because I was not a communist. Then they came for the socialists and I did not speak out because I was not a socialist. Then they came for the trade unionists and I did not speak out because I was not a trade unionist. Then they came for the Jews and I did not speak out because I was not a Jew. Then they came for me and there was no one left to speak out for me. Um, I, I, I read that poem because that poem, when it was written, I feel had a different meaning than how we can try and relate to it. Now, our society has changed so much that although in theory, I understand the message of this poem. hmm. We have advanced to a point where self-preservation and litigation have taken such a hold over our decision making. You know? Um, I read that and I almost feel like maybe maybe it's too obtuse to try and, you know, fully grasp it because we don't want persecution of people. By any stretch of the imagination, of course. Um, you know, but but if we go with that silence is violence idea, one might make the argument that that's diametrically opposite. You know, to to what you know what we're what's going on, here. or or I should say this: silence is violence is the equivalent of this poem, and you and I are arguing the the opposite. Mm-hmm. In that, in that, wait a second. There's something to the opposite now. Maybe back then, it, it, it was easier to, to argue in favor of that. And now we have to look at this and go, "Hold on, everybody!" Outside of, of you know, exceptionally bad and, and obvious things, time out. Are we are we letting narratives and popular opinions drive us the wrong way?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Which is kind of what happened here too. You know, narratives and popular opinions drove you know, the, the, the Nazi movement and, and whatnot, you know, so, so is the pendulum just swinging so much that, that it's just going to, it's just, it keeps happening, you know, like the matrix just keeps resetting and we keep doing it over and over and over Mm -hmm. again, you know? Um, The only way I can kind of summarize that is we have to be empathetic and something like silence is violence is not empathetic enough. A poem like this might be more empathetic, but it has to be read in context.
1: Right.
0: You know, it's just not as black and white as we once thought.
1: Yeah.
0: No one is condoning, you know, mass genocide. No one is condoning violence towards other fans because they root for the other team. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you really you know you you, you it, we owe it to ourselves to humanity and to sportsmanship to say if i am going to go down this road it behooves me to have all the information before i formulate a, a you know a very strong opinion and i think you and i are kind of leaving it by saying again for the umpteenth time we should never be assaulting people persecuting people um, anything like that but there are other opinions that and 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 evidence that needs to be considered mm-hmm. and the 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 dialogue that we have that considers all of those things is equally as important if not more so important and needs to be needs to be examined uh, maturely which is something you and I are not right. uh, you know and 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 thoroughly, before really casting a, you know, a a, a a major opinion here to to, you know, kind of set the set the record straight, right? You know, you got anything on that?
1: Uh, yeah, I guess c- the key word is context. Yeah, uh, you know, when it comes to that stuff and
0: context and empathy.
1: We're yeah, and we're all individuals with all different, with different experiences. And, you know, to, to blanket, to cast a blanket, what we perceive to be a blanket experience over a certain demographic isn't fair to anyone because not everyone has the same experiences. um. And I, I think that that's something to examine. And, You know, the concept of individualism is key here because, you know, when you start to talk about things like identity politics, you go down a slippery slope. Um, you, You then make generalizations that are unhealthy, which lead us to the same problems about which we are discussing in the first place. So you've got to keep an open mind and and you 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 have to i'm not talking about doing research i'm not talking about going you know like like i said before you don't have to be a detective or a forensic scientist yeah to dissect this stuff okay
0: if you are though that's good because that means you can probably find work
1: right yeah but my my point is that you you just need to be human yeah and examine everything from multiple sides and as as you know the more the more extreme the pendulum swifts swings the harder it is to do that yeah and it's it's hard it's hard to get out of your comfort zone in what you believe to be what you think is right and enter an entirely different world and take a step back and look oh wow okay well, maybe I need to reexamine something.
0: You know, I know we keep I keep trying to to wrap this up, but a thought that just crossed my mind was, you know, with with the narrative being what it is now, especially in terms of the media, in terms of social media, in terms of cancel culture. I can recall many times where I want to scream my head off with the opposing viewpoint, mm-hmm. and I don't because every now and then in the past I have, and I would be attacked for it. Yep. And, and that's the other, that's the next part of this that we'll save for another day in that, you know, we just, sometimes we don't know if expressing our opinion is worth it. The cost benefit ratio doesn't always add up.
1: Even if you express it in a logical way, it still, it doesn't matter.
0: Yeah. People will just jump on you.
1: It's it. And the more people, it's, it's again, it's not what you say, it's how you say it. Mm -hmm. But even how you say it, doesn't matter how you say it. Sometimes if the other person sees it as different from their opinion, they're going to chastise you for it. And if enough, and if it's, if enough people look at that and support it, that sort of toxic behavior grows. Yeah. So it's, yeah, it's, Every single story has multiple viewpoints. And um,
0: what he said, what she said, and the truth is in the middle. Right. You know?
1: Yep. So, well. <sighs> I think,
0: I think if we go on any farther, we're going to be here forever. And then I'm we're going to get exhausted. Work. Yeah, we can't, have, <laughs> we can't have that. Well, Sean, thank you as always. Mm-hmm. Um, as always, everybody remember uh, osafoundation.org. Contact the show with the address podcast at osafoundation.org. On social media, facebook.com slash osafoundation. Twitter and Instagram at osafoundation. Hashtag how you play the game. Select episodes available on YouTube. Our apparel stores on Bonfire. And our book is available on Amazon. We'll talk to everybody uh, in just a few short weeks. And until then, treat each other with respect. How You Play the Game is a production of the Osip Foundation, Incorporated. The producer-engineer of this episode is Sean Ryan. Music by SoundSpring Studio. The executive producer of How You Play the Game is Jack Furlong. For more information, visit osipfoundation.org.